And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright legends, welcome to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy, what a time to be alive. Exciting times, no doubt. Uh, look, feel the hype, spread the hype. As always, if you're feeling hype and you're not spreading it, have a look at yourself, okay? Because you're the problem. Uh, I don't know how much clearer I have to be. Uh, tune in to episode 80. Feels like a milestone. It's not. Back off. It's my podcast. I'll tell you when it's a milestone, all right? And it's the last time I'll say that. It is the last time I'll say that. But yeah, what a, the, the, the pod keeps on rolling, as we all do during these weird times. Quick shout out to VM Apparel, as always, for supporting the pod. If you want a great party shirt, and like I said, this wasn't scientifically proven, but but also it was that these party shirts actually repel coronavirus. So get yourself a VM Apparel party shirt, vmapparel.com.au or their Instagram page. Um, so get around that. Nothing to promote. Uh, my last stand update that I had in the books for May just got cancelled the other day. So I'm fucking, I'm in it. I'm a civilian, brother. I'm, I'm living. So I don't, I won't be on a stage for God knows how long, uh, which is unnerving because I would say roughly 99% of my self-esteem is wrapped up in the audience's reaction to my sweet zingers. So I'm going to have to read like a fucking Jordan Peterson book or something, you know, just to, just to get the confidence back because, you know, they say true self-belief comes from within self-confidence but that has not been my experience whatsoever in my experience if you want to feel good about yourself you go into a room with roughly a hundred strangers tell them some of your thoughts and or feelings and when you get those that applause and the laughs dude that is that's that's as good as it gets okay none of this inner bullshit i like myself dude i tell you what go do a pub in cronulla and have some random bloke tell you that you were fucking hilarious that's where confidence comes from at least it did for me, but now I'm like, I say if, if my confidence comes from anywhere now, it's from my hot new fringe, all right? Posted a podcast clip on my Instagram uh, yesterday. Once again, the comments range from funny mean to mean mean. And you know what? I appreciate them all equally, all right? I'm, you know, the world is a crazy place, but this is a rule, you know, if you want to spray people, you got to get sprayed. And so, you know, I'm very happy to give it out. And I'm just as happy to take it. And do you know what? Anyone who's been mean to me about my fringe, all you're saying to me is that you don't have the confidence or the self-belief to attempt a hairstyle this gregarious. Okay, so so you think you're insulting me. You're actually just revealing yourself to me as a person who goes in there every time and goes, yeah, short back and sides, I want to look like a sheep. You know, I, I don't want to be able to be picked out of a lineup because I'm scared if someone sees the real me, maybe they'll like it. And that's what I've been running from this whole time, my real self. That's what I hear when you insult my fringe, okay? But like I said, keep them coming. It is pretty funny. I will say, can we just stop with the Lord Farquaad thing, okay? I said it, you said it, everyone said it. I look like Lord Farquaad. Keep the abuse coming, but can we keep it creative? Okay, can we just keep it creative, please? If Lord Farquaad, okay, I get it. It's been done. I put up the photo with the... The caption was, some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. That was a tip of the hat to Lord Farquaad, okay? I get it. I look like Lord Farquaad. Everyone can see. Keep the comments coming. Keep the abuse coming. But keep it creative, okay? 
So that's all very exciting. Um, and I tell you what, guys, I actually have a story to tell. Even though last few pods have been a bit, you know, threadbare on the yarns because I haven't been leaving the house. And uh, so, actually, well, I did. Last week was pretty good. I took LSD and got laid off. That was exciting. Uh, but this week, I tell you what, you know, we're all just just people at the end of the day, really. We're walking along in this crazy world, you know. What's It's grey outside today. It'll be blue tomorrow. Maybe it'll rain. Maybe it won't. You know, maybe it won't. But what I can tell you is that there will come a time in our lives, in your lives and mine, when you get a tap on the shoulder and you get a call to arms, you know, you get the call, hey, Bill, it's hero time. Do you accept the challenge? And I got that call last Wednesday night. So I've actually got a yarn for you. Thank God. If this call didn't come through, who knows what the fuck I'd be talking about on this pod right now. But the call came through. And I was sitting Wednesday night, you know, spending it like any other, having a beer on my roof, workaholic style, you know, having a beer on the roof on a Wednesday night. It's like I wanted the birds to know I was unemployed, you know, for any seagulls going past. Yep. Just a quick check in. I don't have a job getting drunk on my roof. It's 5 p.m. on a Wednesday. Thank you. So the call comes in from my old friend, Pat Doherty, enemy of the pod, old snake eyes Doherty slithering his way all around this country. So Pat has picked up a job at a gin distillery, right? He's making hand sanitizer for, for, the, uh, for the war effort against coronavirus. You know, against this communist riddle that is attacking our elderly. You know, this, this virus is just ravenous to kill as many grey-haired people as he can. And uh, so we've got to stop it. So the call, the call comes in from Pat Doherty. He said, mate, have you got anything on tomorrow? I've got a job for you. And this was a polite question from Pat because he knew as well as I did that I had nothing on for that day or any day in the future. My calendar is blank. He said, mate, I need your help. I've got 600 litres of hand sanitizer that has to go up to Brisbane tomorrow. Can you get it there? I said, well, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a 12 hour drive. I go, I, f- I don't know, Brisbane one day. That's a lot. He goes, dude, it needs to get there. It's for Centrelink. Uh, it's for all the Centrelinks to keep the workers and everyone going in there, uh, keep them clean, stop the spread. I said, is this a call to arms? He says, it is. I said, is it hero time? He said, it is. I said, well, I've got one question. Can I bring a friend? Because I looked over and Samos was drinking red wine out of a bottle, sort of sitting in a deck chair, also unemployed. I said, well, can I bring a friend? Because that's too long to be alone with my thoughts. Can I bring my friend Sam? And he said, I don't know. I said, well, I'm not going by myself. Because I don't know what I'll be thinking about nine hours in, but I know that I don't want to know. Okay? No one needs to spend that much time alone. There's only so many podcasts out there. He said, you can bring Sam. I said, bam, we're on. He said, I'll see you at your place at 6am. I'm going to drive through the night from Canberra with the hand sanitizer. I'll unload it into your, uh, we'll get you a van, unload it. You're off to Brisbane. I said, holy shit, it's hero time. Here we fucking come. So now, next morning, I wake up, Pat's asleep on my couch, he drove through the night, I can't believe he actually came, parked in the, uh, parked in the driveway, 1,200 litres of hand sanitizer. This is basically like, if this was World War II, I got freaking 1,200 litres of napalm in the driveway, 
and it's got to get to where it's got to get to, okay? And uh, the funniest thing was my other roommate, Maka, is a construction site manager and he was desperately searching for hand sanitizer so he didn't have to shut his site down. This stupid prick, if only he knew, 1,200 litres of the shit was sitting in our driveway, but he'd already left for work before Pat got there. <laughs> so, so we get a van, um, about a 20-minute delay while we shot some Instagram content. Nothing wrong with creating some content on the way to war. And then, bam, all of a sudden, me and Sam are behind the wheel. We've loaded up the van. We're on our way to Brisbane with 600 litres of hand sanitizer. You know, this is living. This is what it's all about. And we're getting paid, which is huge because we're both out of money. And Centrelink have not returned my calls yet. Hey, Centrelink. Nah, they get, they're, they're doing their best. But, but yeah, also, if they could call me back. I'm waiting on Woolies, Coles, and Centrelink. I have my phone not on silent waiting for these calls. So please call me because the beeping and the booping is fucking irritating. So... Next thing you know, we're on the open road and it's wild. We're having a wild time. We're swapping stories, you know, and we've got a real, you know, there's a sense that we're doing a good thing. We, we feel useful, you know, we're delivering hand sanitizer. People need hand sanitizer. You know, I'm, I've, I've, there's been a long stretches of my life where I haven't been very useful, you know, comedian. It's, you know, it's, it's not like a, a need. You don't need a comedian. You know, all my, all my jobs, it's not like I'm saving the world, but this, it felt good. It felt good. So, you know, we're getting... And we've picked up a bit of work. You know, can you believe it? This is great. So we felt like we're on like a noble cruise. I immediately chucked it into cruise control on 150. That's Ks per hour. Thanking you. And because uh, I thought we were invincible. And after I saw some highway patrol, I realized we weren't. And I fucking quickly shifted it back down into 120. Also, a couple of semi-trailers tried to run me off the road. Dude, some of these truckies are cunts, eh? But anyway, so we're up there. It's going great. Um, we're driving along. Time's flying. Eventually, I will say we got so bored, um, we chucked on my podcast because Sam listens to it every week. And he, it, and he said, why don't we chuck it on? I said, yeah, okay. Because I'll listen to this pod sometimes. I'll make sure it's not shit. But, uh, but I'll tell you what, don't, I learned a, a harsh lesson. Do not listen to your own podcast with a friend. My Lord, his stony face as he sat there in silence listening to some of my zingers. I was like, fuck, this is degrading. You know, I had to, halfway through, I said, mate, we got, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, punchline after punchline, he's just sitting there, not even a smirk. Brutal, brutal. But so we fly up, we get to the border. The border is in lockdown, but thankfully this is Queensland. And if anyone can stuff something up, it's fucking Queensland, you know? Uh, I will say, thank God we were white um, because, you know, we didn't have a permit. You need a permit to get through the border. We didn't have one. And there's no way Queensland is letting a, a couple of unmarked brown guys with 600 litres of flammable liquid into their state during a lockdown. Let me tell you that. But luckily, we're a bunch of whiteies. So those racists up there let us straight in and... Uh, Queensland, what a, what a place. Let me tell you, you've really got a. I don't think Queensland wrapped its head around the lockdown concept because we had no permit. We were pulled over to the side and the cop could not have been more relaxed. He was like, fuck no, boys, hand sanitizer, hey? He didn't even search the van. 
uh, he, he just literally was like, oh, well, there you go, lads, go on through. I said, we have a, we had a letter from the health minister. That was the only bit of evidence we had. And he said, oh, don't worry about it. I said, well, we're working for this company under ACT emergency service. And he literally goes, okay, whatever. I don't care. Go on through boys. Just make sure you get a permit for next time. Mate, next time we'll be all dead. Okay. If you don't show some more vigilance up there, Queensland. But uh, yeah, luckily, luckily I will say Queensland, a very relaxed state. So thanking them. And uh, and now we're in. We're in. Can you believe it? And it's all going off. We're having a time. Uh, we get to our Airbnb. And i got to say, this is probably the nicest place I've ever stayed. Overlooking the whole of Brisbane, the skyline. We got, we got there at about 10 p.m. Took us about 12 and a half hours, maybe 12. And that was with some pretty considerate speeding at times, uh, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> so it was all happening. And... We get there, Airbnb's great. A couple of bottles of wine going, fuck yeah, we're doing it. You know, we're living the dream. We're actually useful. This is great. We're getting, we lost our jobs, but we're getting paid. This is a comeback story. Up the lads. Up the lads. Next morning, I wake up like a bat out of hell. I'm ready to go because we still got to deliver this thing to Centrelink. Deliver the hand sanitizer. Pat, great guy. Is he a good logistical manager? There's a quick answer to that. It's no, he's not. Um, because he gave us the wrong address. So that's like pretty much the key information you need to drop something off is where you're dropping it off at. And that was the bit he stuffed up. Am I blaming him? Of course I'm blaming him. It was his fault. Okay. And that's just how it is. So called up Pat. He was less than helpful, doing laps of Brisbane, eventually found the place, called up the lady. This is how bad at delivery driving we were. We didn't even know we had to go into the loading dock. We just parked in like a no stopping out the front. Um, and then I just went into the office and I was like, I literally had my hands up. I was like, I've done it. I've got your hand sanitizer. I've saved the day. And they were like, oh, cool. Is it in the loading dock? And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, if you're, if you're a delivery driver, you would unload it in the loading dock. That's what a loading dock's for. And I was like, ah, so I think that revealed that it was my first day as a delivery driver. But we, we meet this guy, Ray, not a chirpy guy. I said, I'm here to speak with Ray. He was our point of contact. Ray comes out. I said, mate, how are you? I've got your hand sanitizer. He goes, oh, we're living the dream, mate. Living the dream. I go, oh, okay. This guy was like out of the office or something. He was just a classic beaten down, sad office worker. Everything I said, I was like, well, where, where do you want it? He goes, oh, uh, who cares, mate? Put it anywhere. I go, I literally said to him, I said, Ray, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this together. And he said, whatever, mate. Hey, who would have thought we'd be here? I said, all right, Ray, you're freaking me out, to be honest. I think you're the reason everyone's been doing mental health posts. I think anyone who meets this Ray guy immediately goes home and does a suicide prevention Facebook post because he was a fucking downer. He was a real down guy. And uh, is that my... Sorry. I'm I'm quite nervous about my phone ringing because I'm waiting for Centrelink. Um, but we dropped the shit off. And uh, it was great. It was just me and Sam are high five and going, we did it. We did it. But now we've got another night in Brisbane because it's like 11 a.m. And we're not doing Sydney to Brisbane two days in a row. That's fucking heresy, dude. That's crazy. And uh, so, look, we found ourselves knocked off at 11 a.m. First schooner, midday, on the balcony, tunes cranking, sending back beers. And let me tell you, do beers taste better when you've earned them by being a hero? 
when you've saved the day, are they do they taste a little colder? They do. I can confirm to you they do. And look, Queensland, you're welcome. Okay, that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. That's a freebie from me. I will say I love Brisbane. It's one of my favorite cities in Australia. And uh, we had a cracking time. I will say, uh, so we got pretty hammered. I went to Grilled that night and there was unfortunately an incident at Grilled. And this is what happened. Was I a victim of poor customer service? I was. So basically, Grilled has an app. It's called the Relish app, right? Relish. And you get 50% off with your first purchase. Or I think they're just doing 50% off as part of the apocalypse. I'm not sure. It's an apocalypse deal. So we order on Grilled. Um, Head down there to pick it up. And the, the girl behind the counter, she's about 20, hot. She goes, do you have the Relish app? I said, well, I'm relishing this opportunity to use it. And I looked at her like, give me the laughs I am now afforded. And she said, oh, what? And I said, yes, I have the Relish app. I'm relishing, I have to put my eyebrows up, the opportunity to use it. And she goes, oh, okay, that's... Why would you, why'd you say that? Okay, it's it's 80 bucks. And I was like, huh, okay. I go, how long will the wait be? She goes, like 10 minutes. I go, okay. Nothing. Nothing from this girl. I don't know who th- who she thinks she's kidding. I'm not sure if maybe fucking, you know, Dave Chappelle ordered before me or what the hell. I'm not sure if freaking Louis CK came down for a burger and dropped some zingers before I did, but... But at the very least, due to the customer service nature of this encounter, you got to give me at least a fake laugh. And I would say that was worth a, a real laugh, a titter, a hee-hee, a ha-ha-ha-ha, a guffaw, a chuckle. Give me something, you know, nothing. And so for 10 minutes, I stewed on this. I stewed on this. I thought, who the fuck does she think she is? I drop a z- I, Yes, I was hammered, okay? Of course I was hammered. Um... And at this point, I'm furious, absolutely furious. And I'm thinking, God damn it, that's such a great joke, goes by the wayside. And yes, I know it wasn't that good of a joke, but I had about 24 beers at the time. Uh, So blah, 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 wait for the food. This guy comes over with the food, gives us the bag. This this guy is about 22. I said, mate, uh," and I'm just banting this bloke up, but he thinks I'm serious. I go, I get real serious. I go... I go, wow, okay, so, hey, mate, thanks for the food, so good. Just a quick one from me. What's her name behind the counter over there? And he goes, over there? I go, yeah, yeah, that girl over there. He goes, oh, that's Catherine. Do you like her? And I go, hmm, no, not particularly. Actually, I don't care for Catherine at all, actually. I don't think I care for her opinions. He goes, what? I said, mate, I have a complaint, okay? I go over to Catherine, and I retell him the joke, and he laughs as I retell it. And once he laughed, I said, I relish the opportunity. And he laughed at it. And that's when I th- shoulders went back. I go, I fucking knew that was a good joke. I go, look, mate, I'm not sure what happens on your end, whether this goes through the manager or if there's a formal complaints department, if there's an email I need to send off. But I found Catherine's customer service to be disgraceful. Uh, disgracefully poor. She didn't even fake laugh at my joke, which I think we can both agree is the bare minimum in that circumstance. And to be honest, mate, I feel slighted. So if you could follow that up with her, maybe just have a word, you know, uh, just sort of sort that out on your end. 
um, because I think we both know that's not good enough. And this guy was laughing, but he was also like, Jesus Christ, get the fuck out of here. And I really freaked the grilled, the grilled staff out. And I apologize. I apologize. Um, but I'm just thinking, how many zingers are you getting in the apocalypse like that? You know? So just be better, grilled. Be better. But it's all happening. And then on the way back, look, 12 hours was too long. We almost died on the way up. So uh, on the way back, we stopped in Port Macquarie. Cracking. Cracking town. All the cafes and everything was shut, but the beaches were not. Obviously, social distancing, but they, they were very relaxed about it in Port Macquarie. Brisbane was like the apocalypse. That was complete lockdown. Streets were dead. It was fucking scary walking around there. And uh, But Port Macquarie, they did not give a fuck about coronavirus. People are fucking licking each other. It was going off. So, yeah, so Port Macquarie was fun. It was just to break up the trip. And uh, yeah, coronavirus, you know, it's all happening. I will say, oh, so that was the end of my trip. So that's the end of that story. Um, but yeah, also this whole coronavirus thing, what is this whole thing where people are like one up in each other on social media now? Like someone will post something about coronavirus, like, oh, it's so scary. And someone will comment like, hmm, interesting how quickly you forgot about the fires, Karen, the bushfires, remember? Interesting. And it's like, what does that have to do with anything? Like you can be upset or scared or angry about more than one thing at once, you know? That's like, uh, it's like when someone goes like, oh, you know, our wages are too low at, at my job. And it's like, hmm, well, what about the wages in Africa? It's like, yeah, well, they're too low as well. Okay. Like we can, we can have more than one problem in the world at a time. Okay. What is this self-righteous one-upping everyone's doing? Like, like freaking, someone will post about coronavirus. It's like, it's like, you know, suicide kills more people. It's like, okay, well, I, I also don't like suicide. Yeah. It's not like. It's not like I post about coronavirus and then I'm like, fucking, oh, sweet. Well, you know, now that I'm worried about suicide, uh, now that I'm worried about coronavirus, you know, couldn't give a shit about suicides anymore. If you're depressed, tell your story walking, you know, I'm focusing on corona, you know, like that's not how it works even slightly, you know, these people who just want to one up each other, like just get it together. Okay. Everyone's worried. Everyone's scared. Everyone's anxious. And you can be anxious about different stuff at the same time, you know, if, if your dad got sick, uh, you'd, you'd be worried about him. But then if, if, if your mate got sick as well, you'd be worried about him too. You wouldn't go, sorry, mate. How about you get fucked? My dad's sick. I've only got room for, to worry about one person. Have some of this Jackson, you piece of shit. No, you'd just be worried about both of them. Wouldn't you? Fuck. Anyway. And also some people like this whole thing of like, uh, these, I hate this, like these irrelevant statistics, you know, like people like, uh, you know, um, you know, you're statistically more likely to be killed by, by the normal flu than coronavirus. And it's like, okay, okay, cool. Well, is that as contagious as a coronavirus? Like that is just a fucking irrelevant, dumb thing to say. You know, if some bloke in freaking Melbourne dies of the common cold, and his second cousin who met, met him two weeks ago comes up to Sydney. I'm not going to catch it, am I? That's not how it works. Coronavirus is fucking contagious as shit, you know? Yeah, and it's like, Jesus, like you can't... All these irrelevant things. Oh, you're more likely to get hit by a fridge. It's like, well, if some, you can't catch that, can you? If my brother gets hit by a fridge, I don't have to go and get tested for fucking 
getting clocked in the face by a fridge, do I? Like, it's just irrelevant, okay? You can be worried about different stuff. There's multiple things out there trying to kill us. Sharks are still a thing, you know? Whatever. All right, let's just... Just everyone chill. Like, I just hate that fucking... Those parallel facts, you know? It's like, uh, oh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, soccer's... uh, Soccer's the most popular sport in Australia. It's like, yeah, well, it's actually only the seventh most popular in America. So what about that? And it's like, okay. Well, there you go. It's the seventh most popular in America and it's the most popular here. And those are two different facts about two different places. Alrighty then, you know? Like, I just fuck. You know what really pissed me off? My mate Macca came home the other day and he was, um, he was, he was like, uh, what do you call it? When someone, he was passing on information, right? As if it was real information. But he just heard it from some fucking random cunt on his building site. He's like, oh yeah, it's just like uh, Jono was saying today, mate. It's like, Phew. oh, Jono said it, did he? <laughs> well, everyone, hold the phone. Yep, just disconnect the internet because Jono said something. Let's just, whoa, let's everyone tune in. Yeah, get the neighbors, bring them around because Jono's dropping some facts. You know? What, you mean Jono with the scorpion tattoo on his neck? Yep, okay, well, let me write this down. Like, shit. And that, that was what Jono said. He had his big... He had his big fucking hold the, drop the mic moment about how the common cold actually kills more people than coronavirus. It's like, thanks, Jono. Thanks, Jono, mate. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you to the alcoholic bricklayer for this vital information. You can absolutely suck my dick. But anyway, let me reset the camera. And also, when I reset the camera, I'm just going to reset my attitude because I could feel I was getting... That's not the energy that this fringe is looking for, okay? Too much. That was too heated. Also, I just got off the phone with my mum, who's just... She's getting... In the process of getting stood down at work. So that was just... I think that was fucking coming through a bit there. But my positivity that I've been carrying for the last two weeks is still sky high. I want to re- I want to keep on that, okay? Still positive. I'm having a great time. I'm rocking the fringe. Let's keep on trucking. All right. Okay. So, let me just say this, and let's have a few positive stories. I just want to talk briefly about, dude, how fucking good is red wine? I feel like red wine is going under the radar. Does anyone else feel this? Like, it's got to be one of the best beverages. Like, I'm just fucking loving red wine at the moment. It's all I'm drinking. And like red wine for a number of reasons is just so good. Like, and I feel like this is aimed mostly at young people because I myself only started drinking red wine maybe four months ago at the ripe old age of 24. And, you know, from 19, you know, from 18, 19 through to freaking 24, if if you handed me a red wine, I'd be like, that's disgusting. But you've just got to have a few glasses, you know, get that palate going a little bit. Red wine is just an absolute delight. You've got to get around it. Firstly, some, most of the time, you can get it for like 6 or $7 for like eight standard drinks. And you have one glass of red wine, you know, it's like a warm hug, you know, you immediately, you get a little buzz on, it's fantastic. You know, you can have two glasses of red wine, get a proper head spin going and still legally drive home. Dude, what a time to be alive, you know? You're drinking a bit of red wine, it's way less guilt, not as many carbohydrates as the old beer. You know, and it's just, it's more relaxing. It's like, you have a few red wines. It's like, let's just go anywhere, you know? You have a few beers. It's like, let's go and 
fucking beat the shit out of that guy over there, you know? You have, if I have a few beers, I, I just want to have more beers and it's like, what are we doing tonight? Let's go. You have a few red wines, it's like, everything's just fucking whew, mellowed out, you know? Red wine's so good for my stand-up as well because, you know, if I have three or four beers, I get a bit like, like amped up on stage and if someone heckles me, I'm like, I'll kill you. Where's your, where does your freaking second cousin live? I'll go around and beat him up too. But you have a red wine, it just chills me out. You know, I'm all in the moment. It's great. I'm, I'm just loving it. Makes you feel a bit Italian as well. You know, you have a red wine, you're like, ah, oh, the old country, you know? It's like, what, Dubbo? It's like, no, no, I'm talking about Rome, you piece of shit, okay? But, dude, I fucking... Everyone should be getting into red wine in this isolation period, you know? You, you won't get as bloated like you will with beers. It's cheaper. You know, there's all different types. So you can go up and you you might get into Merlot and then you go, maybe I'll try a Shiraz. You don't like that? Pinot Noir. Fucking cracking, you know? Filled with antioxidants, red wine. Uh, where, where else do we find antioxidants? Oh, that's right. Vegetables. Hmm. Interesting. Not too many antioxidants in a beer, is there? And this, this isn't anti-beer, by the way. I love beers. But, but fuck, red wine's good. And it's just... I'm loving it. I'm just loving it at the moment. I will say I'm actually, I've stopped drinking the last few days because I was probably drinking a bit too much. Um, as, you know, a lot of us have found in isolation. There's just nothing else to do. Um, so I haven't had a, I haven't had an alcoholic beverage for three days now. And that's just, just to ease off a bit because I was probably drinking too much. Um, but red wine's great, you know, like, also, red wine often has like two for 20 deals. You don't really ever see deals with like six packs of beer, like two for, two for 30 or something like that. No way. But you'll get like two $15 bottles of red for 20 bucks. That's a 33% saving. Like, dude, that's good. Like, that's good, okay? And, uh, and it makes you feel like more of an adult as well, you know? Like, and, and this is a, a brief announcement to people who like still drink, like... If you rock up to like a dinner party and crack open like a freaking cruiser or a summer's beer or, or like a, a bourbon and coke in a can, it's like, ugh, who's this chooch, you know? Who's this guy? We, do we let a 17-year-old slip through the net? You know, but you, you're fucking swirling a nice Merlot, you know? Somebody's talking about the stock market. You don't have to know what the fuck he's saying. Just take nice considered sips of your Merlot and just go, hmm, like you're thinking it over, you know? This guy's prattling on about the stock market, you know, the Dow Jones. Who knows if, if what the fuck Dow Jones is up to, you know? I've never even met that bloke. But you just sort of swirl your Merlot and just go, hmm, interesting. It, and this is this is a good one. Anytime you find yourself in a, in a conversation about the economy, culture, anything, just throw this in. Well, and swirl your Merlot and just say, well, it's all cyclical at the end of the day, you know? Everything repeats itself. And that is just a blanket statement fashion culture money sport everything it's all cyclical so you can use that and run with it please but i'm absolutely loving red wine and and this is a great time to open up your palate you know if you're thinking you know especially for people who who love you know sugary drinks like uh even white wine's a lot more sugary than uh red wine i myself absolutely love fucking schooners beers lagers and it's just, there's so many carbs in them, you know, you, you're drinking more in isolation. Chuck, replace beers with red wine uh, for during the week. 
and it's not as many carbs. It's better for you. You get a different buzz as well. Oh, it's fucking great. Highly recommend red wine. Highly recommend it. So get around that. Um, I will say this. So this is something I've talked about before. Oh, the other thing about red wine is that it kind of... Girls and guys can drink together at the same pace. Because the thing is, when you drink... Uh, the thing is, girls... There's this thing that girls can't drink as much as guys. But they actually can because girls drink white wine, which is absolute rocket fuel. Okay? And most guys don't drink a lot of wine. It absolutely lights them up. Okay? So, if, if you're if you're sharing a bottle of wine with a girl, I guarantee she will she will be keeping up with you, if not surpassing you on that because it's it's just a different type of drunk you know it's really all in the head so so if you drink you can really go toe-to-toe with a girl um when you're drinking whereas sometimes if you're slaughtering beers and, and a girl's on the white wines you know if she drinks seven white wines to your seven beers i mean that's call an ambulance at that point you know but but if you're both on the white wines that is a level playing field you know because guys not a seasoned and girls they've been training for this shit for ages so get around that. But yeah, so I will say uh, this next thing I want to talk about. How much time have we done? Oh, okay. It's actually more than I thought. All right. So I got a couple of things I'd like to talk about. Firstly, they're talking about. Um, oh yeah, so I want to talk about uh, about this. This is something I've spoken about before on the pod. How I read an article. I'm really interested by um, Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus because I've spoken about before, Miley Cyrus would be the worst ex-girlfriend you could ever come across. You know, imagine you're trying to get over your ex and you fucking, you chuck on Twitter and there's a big picture of your ex-girlfriend with her hand on Cody Simpson's dick. And and you could see in the photo, it was on his dick. Like, it was, like, Jesus Christ, that would put you into a spin like you would not believe. You know, you can't, you can't block out the world. Like you break up with someone, you just go block, 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 <laughs> fucking get on with things, you know, deal with it in your own time, move on like a gentleman. But if this, you fucking turn on the TV and your missus is there like making out with some pop star, it's like, oh God, no, no, <laughs> you can't block that. So I read this article popped up the other day, how Liam Hemsworth got through the breakup. Because it'd be horrible, you know? Everyone's talking about it as well. Ugh, be the worst. And this blew my mind. So what old Liam Hemsworth did, this guy's... Uh, this just made me think, man, I'm I'm not worthy of this bloke. What he did was, he he went harder at fitness. The guy's already shredded. He dived into his fitness, was doing like two sessions a day, and also did six months of complete sobriety. That was how he dealt with it, dealt with the breakup. More fitness, complete sobriety. What kind of alien is this bloke? Okay, if I'm if I'm in a breakup or if I'm broken up with someone, for me that's an excuse to throw out the sobriety and whatever little fitness I'm doing. Because now I've got an excuse. It's like, oh yeah, I'd go to the gym, but I'm too sad. You know, oh, I, you know, I wouldn't usually drink this much on a Tuesday night, but I'm sad. Like that's that's where I go with it. You know, and it made me realize I think I might be a weak-willed man. You know, this old Hemsworth, he's really rising to the occasion. Whereas I'm looking for the back door, you know? So I thought, this guy's some sort of a superhuman, you know? He, sobriety, like, that's a real fuck you to your ex. If you want to, if you want to fucking really give it to your ex, 
Immediately after you break up with them, jump into six months of sobriety. Nothing says, I don't need you or care that you're gone, like complete sobriety, you know? Yeah, yeah, I was just alone with, uh, I was just completely alone with my thoughts for the next six months. Um, Yeah, I didn't really have any negative emotions about us breaking up. It was all positives for me, so there was no reason for me to drink or do drugs or anything like that. I didn't feel like lazing on the couch. I actually felt, it was weird, as soon as you left, I had all this extra energy. Um, I didn't feel the need to drink anymore, so... I guess you were the reason I was glug, 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 you know, with your fucking yap, 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 uh, glug, glug, glug. And uh, yeah, I've never felt better. Anyway, what have you been up to, babe? Dude, that is a mug off. That's how you mug someone off old school, okay? You know, yeah, and then you see you, you're shredded, you're fucking, you clear mind. Like, this Hemsworth guy's a, a fucking robot. He's doing it properly. And also, I will say, he also, his next like three girlfriends were all supermodels. So that helps, you know? Um, but he did say in the article, I thought this was funny. Um, after he broke up with Miley Cyrus, he dropped his vegan diet. Isn't that just the biggest, yeah, look, I was only doing that shit for her moment of all time. You know, like as soon as they broke up, he goes, yeah, I'm not a vegan anymore. That's just such, it's, he was so obviously whipped by Miley Cyrus. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, now that she's gone, I'm going to just eat whatever the fuck I want. I, I was actually never into that. I was just into her. You know, that's commitment. Going vegan for someone? I don't know. Could you go, ah, uh, could I do that? I don't know. But yeah, it's it's wild. It's honestly wild. Because that's another fuck you. It's like, look at me. I'm ripped, I'm sober, and I'm eating steak three meals a day. Have some of that Miley, you crazy bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, that's how you handle a breakup. That's an absolute clinic from Liam Hemsworth. So there you go. There's a little bit of inspiration. If anyone's gone through a breakup, an isolation breakup would be horrendous. But but if you can rise to that challenge, it's the ultimate mug off. But yeah, like I said, I I mean, I I, I personally don't think I could do that. But um, but yeah, that's how it's done. Okay, I got one last story. Oh, I got two actually. No, maybe I got one last story. So I was going to tell an old gig story um from a tour but i didn't think i'd be making 40 minutes um so quickly so i might save that for next week but i got a ripping yarn for next week um so this story i came across this is not my story and this story is public knowledge as well it's not my story it's not about me but this is so funny and i'd never heard it before i have to retell it it's fucking unreal so there's this sports reporter, Josh Massoud, an NRL writer. Um, he was a big wig at the Daily Telegraph, quite a famous um, rugby league reporter if you live in uh, Victoria or South Australia or whatever. Um, and a, a mate of mine's a, a sports journal. I worked with him, said he's a great guy, but like like really generous with his time, um, really helpful, but like a pretty abrasive man, like real aggressive, like not really very well liked by a lot of people, but but if you, if you knew him, like he was really good to you. Anyway, so... He went from the Daily Telegraph to Channel 7. And uh, <laughs> and so basically, as a journalist, if you have an exclusive, like you have a one-on-one interview with someone or you've got a, a particular scoop or some breaking news that you've come across, you can put an embargo on that at the start of each day and say no one else is allowed to break this story at, at Channel 7. You know, no one else knows about it except for the people in this building. It's my story. It's breaking on the 5 o'clock news and it goes into the TV schedule for that day. 
okay? And no one else can break it. So what happened was Josh Masood had a great scoop and he put it on the TV schedule for that day, 5 p.m., right? And some intern has come in at 9 a.m. and gone and read the schedule and gone, holy shit, he's read the breaking news and gone, you're fucking kidding me. This is huge. It was like some big, like, so-and-so's moving to this club, really unexpected. And so the intern tweets it out. He tweets out the news. He leaks it. And and he's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. His tweet blows up, gets all these likes and retweets. All this, he's like, Everyone's like, this is crazy. This is insane news. Josh Masood, the crazy bloke, whose news it was in the first place, calls up the office and goes, put him on the phone. And and they're like, what? And then he, go, he goes, put the intern on the phone right now. And the intern gets on. And he's like, oh, hi, Josh. I didn't know. And Josh Masood sprays the absolute shit out of him and finishes it off by going, I'm going to slit your throat and shit down your neck. <laughs> Famous last words. The intern's like in tears on the phone. He's like, oh my God. Josh Masood is furious. Obviously, he was fired almost immediately after that. <laughs> That's the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Telling a fucking employee, an intern, I'm going to slit your throat and shit down your neck. That is so graphic and aggressive. I love it. And then Josh Masood got fired. He's now disgraced and owns an ice cream truck. And he drives around selling ice cream. What a crazy fall from grace. Like as if he couldn't get a better job. And so now whenever he tweets about sport or like his sporting opinions, everyone tweets him back saying, hey, Josh, what's the scoop? (laughs) Oh, dude, that is fucking hilarious. That's as good as it gets in my opinion. You know, like really. So if you ever see an ice cream truck guy and he's extremely aggressive, maybe ask him how the West Tigers are tracking this season, you know, because this guy will know. But what a crazy fall from grace, you know, as if you wouldn't be like trying to get a PR job or something. He's gone, well, fuck, if I can't be a sports reporter, my plan B dream was Mr. Whippy. So we'll see how this goes. Fuck it, hell. That made me laugh. I don't, it's kind of a short story, but fuck that. I was crying when my mate told me that. Absolutely hilarious. And uh, it makes you think, is it not justified? Like, you should be able to give someone an absolute spray if they fucked up. You know, in a work environment, well, I guess you can't threaten someone's life. That's probably where they draw the line. You know, I'm going to slit your throat. It's probably where the HR department sort of raised an eyebrow to that. But, you know, you should be able to fucking tee off on someone if they've really screwed the pooch. But maybe those days are gone. But yeah, that's the end of the pod. Um, also, I've got a couple more stand-up clips coming out. If you haven't been on my Facebook page, I've got this new stand-up clip on there. It's going pretty well. Tag, tag a mate in that. That'd be pretty sick. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the end of the pod for this week. What a weird one, but what a good one. I actually quite like that one. I hope you did too. Oh, that's what I was, I was stalling because I knew I forgot something. There's another episode of the Aussie Celebrity Corona Cull out this week. Uh, this week I cull a Jared Hayne, Luke Hemsworth, the third Hemsworth brother, and Prince Harry. So get around that. It's on my YouTube channel. And there's more stand-up on my YouTube channel. And uh, so get around it. Get around me. Spread the hype. Feel the hype, etc. Thanking you. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. And I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone. Way too gone. Because these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong. Way too wrong. 
Now my mind's stronger, mate, aren't you? Wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.